The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, and so incredibly grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio. I'm more grateful with every passing week, I'm more grateful for Unity, for Louie, for Nancy T, for Diane Ray, and for Denise, and for Leilani, and everyone who calls in on the show. And I'm so grateful for all the this this series that we've been able to do. And ah, so to, last week, I said it was the last episode, famous last words. Um, it's like the, but wait, there's more. More has been revealed since last week, so I have a lot to share with you today, and I'm really looking forward to it. And to help me do it, I've brought on Nancy T to just make it a lot more yummy and juicy. So welcome, Nancy T. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So grateful to have you. Oh my gosh, so happy to be here. This is going to be great. The the topic of the show is finding magic amid the tragic. So this is episode eight of this special series, the girl with the searching for Satya, the girl with the blue ukulele. So this is the conclusion. I believe, you know, famous last words, there may be more, but I really, truly believe this is it for now. <laughs> God, you'd think I was a Libra or something. Oh my God. Okay, well, so it's in your it's in your chart. I, it's true. It's true. Um, all right, so we're gonna ground this in a little little bit of a prayer because God knows I need it. So let me just invite you all to take a breath with me, and uh, take a big deep breath and release and let go of everything, everything. Just whew, cut ties to everything you think you know. Everything that you've been holding on to, that you're attached to, that you're identified with, that you think you need in order to be you, your resume, your business card, your website, don't they know who I am? All that stuff, just ah, 
let go and feel the freedom. Drop it all. Even what we think our dreams mean, even our attachment to dreams. I always find that when we let go, whatever is true tends to come back in more vivid color than it was before. So what's truly ours can't be released. But when we act in faith, letting it, letting go, what is ours becomes so clear. So let's just take one more deep breath of letting go. So all the unnecessary things that we've been holding on to can just be gone. So we can open up with every new breath to take in the sunlight of the spirit. We elevate to the rooftop of our consciousness where we are awake, where we are lucid. We pop out of the third dimension, fourth dimension, maybe even through the fifth dimension into all of the other dimensions. We open up to the highest wisdom, the brightest clarity, the most delicious healing love that is here, the pulsating, tingling love that is available to us here. We don't have to wait until we're on the other side to receive it. We can get it now so that we can be luminous in our humanness. We can be heavenly on earth, even if hell's breaking loose. We can be magical even in the midst of the tragical. And I don't mean to be light about that, but it's possible for us to be that that bright light. So I know you're listening to this because that's who you are. That's what you've dedicated yourself to being. And I celebrate you and I'm grateful for your listening and I'm grateful for what unfolds today. And so it is. Amen. A woman. Ah, dreams. Okay, Nancy T, take it away with the luminous humanist thought for the day. And P.S. I want everyone to know that we will be taking your calls. I know last week we didn't, so I'm going to make up for that on this show. It might be at the second half of the show, but if you've got dream questions or questions about the search for Satya, the girl with the blue ukulele, the number to call is 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. Take it away, Nancy T. Right. So this is September 8th, 2021. And this can be September 8th for any year when you purchase this book. So you don't have to worry about it being, I'm just telling you right now what year I happen to be in Um, (laughs) and hoping we are all together. And it's called Drop Your Cape. It's not your job to be Superman, Wonder Woman, or anyone's fixer, even for your family, as helpless as they may sometimes seem. Starting now, See the people in your life through the lens of being whole, perfect, and complete, finding their own way in their own time. Offer support from the sidelines as you hold a vision of their greatest selves emerging and giving them the dignity of their own process and choices. See them as caterpillars struggling to build a muscle to pull their wet wings from their cocoons. They need to find their own will to fly without you doing it for them. And they will eventually, whether in this lifetime or the next, if you let them. And the affirmation is, I drop my superhero cape and have faith in my loved one's abilities to find their way. 
Oh. <laughs> I needed to hear that today. Gosh. Oh. oh my God, I think that applies. That is kind of perfectly timed. And I hadn't even realized that it's the 8th of September. And today is the eighth episode, the eighth and final episode. And we're in the spirit of a new moon. And it's the Jewish New Year. Happy New Year. I think this is a really powerful time and the message is to drop your cape. And that's exactly what I'm doing today. I'm I'm letting go of this case. And maybe I should talk about why. Yeah. Um, well, and you were born on 8-8. I just have to add that. Oh, there's that. And it's my favorite <laughs> number. My eights. Yeah. I know. I have a thing with eights. So um, all right. Well, last week, if you heard the show, you got to hear Timothy Courtney, the psychic medium, the Palm Springs psychic medium, who shared about um about what he saw. And he's worked with the police on many different investigations. And he saw that. Nancy, did you hear it? Yes, did you hear I did. What he saw? I was able to. Wait, tell me what he saw. I thought it well, was okay. So basically he said that and well I'm gonna so this is the tragic part, but I like to put a pillow under everybody's butts. There mm-hmm. there is magic that follows. So just put on your big girl and big boy panties and and here we go. Here's the hard the hardest part. So he said that um and this this corroborates with another very powerful psychic that works with the military and the police as well from nine years ago. He said that she passed away about nine years ago. Mm -hmm. So soon after she went missing and, um, she was, she was taken by somebody, um, a male figure and it was against her will. And, um, and it wasn't, and he said that there was ritual aspects Mm -hmm. to it and she, there was a struggle so he went into some detail about that, but that kind of gives you the overview without getting yeah. more and running. Gory and running and yeah. woods and ocean. But he said that at the moment of her passing, mm. this is what's important to hear. She was in the water and she, it was fast and she doesn't recall any pain. <clears throat> she went into such immediate light and immediate beauty that she suddenly felt, oh my goodness, <clears throat> my throat is all verklempt. She went into a place of such home, sweet home, beauty, love, that he said she's finally home and she's finally at peace. And she was never at peace in this world, even when all the outer circumstances looked just rosy. Right. So he said that there can be peace for Sharon and the family to know that she is on the other side and she is in peace. So did you get all that? Yeah, I did get that. And I, and the idea that the other piece of peace that she mm-hmm. gave was saying that Sharon, she wasn't running from her mom. Right. That, wasn't, that was oh. not her. That was not the reason Correct. she left and, and she needed, that was the message. He said that it's really often that that a person who has passed has a message they want to. It's not so much that we want to tell them something; it's that they want to tell us, and that in that telling, she was. It was very important for her to let her mom know, "I wasn't running from you." Right. She said that over and over again. Yeah. Right. So this. So to me, okay. So what happened after that? Sharon was. Um, she was kind of both 
devastated that Sharon is the mom, devastated because she'd been holding out hope that she would one day be able to physically see her daughter again and that her daughter might possibly be well. And so that hope was dashed. And then she did all the stages of loss, which is the anger, denial, bargaining, like, and she, you know, texted and said, you know, nope, I don't believe it. I can't believe it. Just, you know, he's just a psychic. What does he know? There's a lot of psychics out there that say other things. So you can't just take the word of a psychic. So, so she was, so that was kind of, and she was a little pissed off. So there was the anger and the denial and the bargaining all kind of together. And then there was, and then she was really sad. So that was the depression. And then, and so then she kind of, she came around to being on the show last week and being in a relative state of acceptance, I would say relative, like not a tremendous deep state of acceptance, but relative acceptance, which to me was, was powerful. But then here's what happened. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So the next day she gets an email from Elias Lonsdale and he's somebody that we've had on this series towards the beginning. He's the astrologer, spiritual guide that Tess had sessions with for months leading up to her past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And okay. he, up until this moment, had never personally reached out and communicated with Sharon. It had always been Sharon reaching out to him. So it was a shock when she heard from him. He didn't know about this reading that had happened last week at all. He said, call me right away. So she reached out to him. And before I tell you what he said, he he mentioned a couple months ago in a conversation he had with Sharon if Tess is on the other side, then Dr. Bruce is with her. And Dr. Bruce, so it's, it's time that I bring him up because I haven't really spoken about him. Dr. Bruce was a colleague of Elias who worked as a, he's a psychotherapist who has since he'd passed away a couple years after Tess went missing. But he's a, he wrote um, a book called Being Real and he's, a phenomenon. Everyone who knew him loved him deeply. He was known for working with troubled people, people that really no one else, everyone else had given up on. He was the guy. He was like the last stitch effort. And he held a space for Tess. And his perspective was there was nothing wrong with her. She was just a very deeply creative and passionate soul. So she felt more sane in his presence than she did around anyone else. And he ended up living with Sharon, the mom and her husband, Michael, after Tess went missing because he needed a place to stay. And she had, she wanted to be around him because he had such insight about her. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I wanted you to have the little piece that Elias a few months ago said that if Tess was on the other side, Dr. Bruce would be guiding her. He'd be helping her. Okay. So back to present time. Elias reaches out to Sharon. Sharon calls Elias and he says, my wife, life partner, Sharuna, had a very vivid dream last night. So this would have been the night of the last show last Wednesday. And Sharuna never met Tess, by the way. So anyway, in her, in her dream, she's at a farmer's market. Oh my gosh, I'm not actually not going to tell the dream. I'm going to let Elias Lonsdale tell, tell it. I had a conversation with him and he tells it. So, and then you hear Sharuna in the background. So, Louie, let's let Elias tell the story 
of this dream that he had? Elias? Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, have this conversation with me. Thank you so much. So I, um, Sharon, for a couple of days was saying, I have something really exciting to share with you. Um, Elias told me to email him right away and it happened to come right when we did our, what I thought was our final episode of our, of the podcast, Searching for Satya, the girl with the blue ukulele. And she said that um, she had a very interesting conversation with you. So would you be willing to um, recreate <laughs> what, what happened in that conversation? Yeah, sure. Um, just a tiny bit of background here that's needed. Um, Bruce Scott is this soul who died a few years back um, and who I've known quite well since the mid-1980s and who also uh, knew uh, Sharuna quite well in for many of his last years, for quite a while. And who's, um, who's Sharuna? And Sharuna is the woman I've been with for 24 years. And oh. she, we have four children together. And um, Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're all here with us between 12 and a half and 20 years old. And um, mm. we're here in um, Albuquerque, New Mexico at the moment. And... Um, so, yeah, so Great. Re- the recent morning, <laughs> yes, my partner's Sharuna in a recent morning woke up with this dream. Um, and in the dream, uh, Bruce Scott, she doesn't dream about him often at all, but Bruce Scott was in the dream and he came to her. Uh, in in the guise of the familiar Bruce Scott from our lives together. So they met in a farmer's market. And um, in the farmer's market, uh, which clearly was local here somewhere, um, the, uh, they hugged. And, you know, she felt reassured because Bruce was very much the same Bruce she had known in life. And um, he gave her a, as a gift, what what was called Mexican kombucha, which may or may not exist in the real world at all. I have no idea whether there is such a thing as Mexican kombucha, but that's what he gave her. Mexican, is it kombucha, kombucha, like the drink? Kombucha. Yeah, the drink. Yes. Okay. And we okay. we take that to mean uh, that he was encouraging her to stay here in the Southwest, um, mm. and to because he was very involved in Taos and Santa Fe and all around here um, in oh. his life. Uh, besides also being involved in some ways in. Uh, Oregon in Portland and also in uh, Santa Santa Cruz, California, and also in mm-hmm. the LA area in California. Uh, he was 
very much involved. I, I knew him here in um, the Southwest. So that's part of what that is. And, and uh, you know, so there was an affinity developing there. And then mm-hmm. um, it turned out that he had something to tell her besides that he's here and, you know, likes her to be where she is and so on. Uh, that was kind of preliminary just to set the tone. Um, and he said that, he said, well, Tess is here with me. And when he said that, uh, immediately Tess spoke up and said, I don't go by the name Tess any longer. I go by the name Elsa. And um, I guess you, you have that she used to be called Sacha also in my, but in, in the dream, she said, you know, I, now I go by the name Elsa. And we found out in the phone conversation with Sharon, uh, of course, we didn't know anything about this before that, that uh, I believe it's the paternal grandfather, great-grandfather, uh, I'm sorry, paternal grandmother or great-grandmother was named Elsa and was in a concentration camp. And so the name meant a whole lot to Sharon, I guess, as confirmation that this was real, you know, but we didn't, we were just thinking of the Disney movie um, Frozen and the two sisters, one of them is Elsa uh, and I don't know if it has any meaning in that mode at all. But anyway, it certainly does in right. terms of the family. Right. And, right. and there was a feeling in the dream that, um, I'll call her Elsa for the moment, that Elsa has a lot more to share, whether through Sharuna or any other form, I have no idea. Um, and that she has been through quite a journey. And she said that she has found her home, that she's at last at home. Oh, my God. Wow. And that was the main thing that she wanted to say. The, The thing about the name was secondary. The main thing was that she has come home. And astrologically speaking, she's a can- she was a Cancer in her life, mm-hmm. Cancerian. And Cancerians are always really looking for their true home, whether they find it in one way or another or don't. And I know that she didn't find it in life, in family, yeah. community, yeah. or anywhere else. Uh, but apparently she really has in the world after death. That's incredible. And it's interesting that the song that she wrote, and there's so many songs that she wrote, but the one that that exists is Where You Belong. And there's such a a theme here about not belonging here and and where is home. And and then what a a beautiful gift to hear her say, to hear her say that she's at home. That's... Yes, I just remember. I just remember the detail related to that. You know, there are little details that it's hard to always remember, especially because yeah. it wasn't my dream. 
Um, right. But um, another detail was that she she said that she was sorry that it was so hard on. Okay, so that's where the recording cut off. Um, mm. Normally, I when I do these recordings, this is the first time it's ever cut off. So it just makes me think that there's that Tess was listening, and sometimes there's you know when spirits are a part of the conversation, they inter interfere with the with the technology. But what because that was the important part. The important yeah. part is I'm home. I'm and home. She's like nothing nor needs to be said further. Right. And, and it strikes me because one of the things when you told me about this story, you know, weeks ago when this all started, I never whenever I recount it or mention it to anybody, I always say she did not feel of this world. Mm -hmm. That's what struck me most when you would tell me about her. There was something about her that just didn't feel of this world. So for her to be feeling home, that that is, I don't know if there's a bigger gift. Just to think that's that's the piece that that one would want for their daughter, right? For their loved one who's who's disconnected. One of the one of my biggest takeaways, and this came later in the recording. Sharuna kind of jumped in, she's kind of more in the background, and she was saying there was this pulsating, sparkling light around both of them that was so incredible that it it has like for days after they made their appearance that energy has remained and i got the feeling as she was saying it i felt it i felt that pulsating energy that was just of such a high high frequency and she said and it it's it's here for us she it's like for all of us who have been connected to her in any way we can access that we can access her and they, there may be as elias said more messages for us from her so there's i think even though this may be the last podcast about searching for her because i feel like she has been found we this may not be the the last of our relationship with her in fact it, this may absolutely be the beginning all i know is that for me Sharon, the mom who's who for the longest time, her family has been asking for there to be a memorial service because she Tess was Tess slash Satya was so beloved. And Sharon said, no, absolutely not. But now she said that she can finally start thinking about having a service for her daughter. There can start to be some some closure, some peace. So to me, I thought that was a wonderful confirmation and what a beautiful bookend. This whole conversation started with a dream. Sharon stopped me in the road back in the middle of June and said, oh, I hear you're into dreams. I have dreams about my daughter. So dreams were what started this conversation. I had a dream the night I met Sharon that gave me the incentive to do this podcast, this special series. And then it's a dream that wraps it up. So we're going to take we're going to we're going to unpack more of this and take your calls and your dreams speaking of dreams on the other side of this break I just want to acknowledge Elias's book is out right now he's got a new book out his website is stargenesiswisdom.com and his book is 360 degrees of your star destiny we'll be right back don't go anywhere Experience the difference. 
Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show with the final eighth episode on September 8th. This is our wrap up, our dream conclusion to our search for Satya, the girl with the blue ukulele, finding magic amid the tragic. So I just, I think I just wanted to say that I'm, I just love dreams even more than I already did. I've already been Mm -hmm. crazy about them, but isn't it cool that dreams have played a part in this and like helping to find some closure and some clarity with people that were in pain for a lot of, a lot of years. Ooh, there's a lot of static. Is that me? I don't know. It might be me. I'm trying so hard to move things around so it doesn't make that noise. <laughs> okay. But what <laughs> were you static in Ohio? <laughs> over the, over, I, we, they, we've got static everywhere. So you were saying before the, or during the break, Nancy, anything you wanted to say about what you heard from Elias and that whole, that whole dream and anything. What my thinking is, I know that maybe maybe we haven't heard a lot of the people who are listening piping up about this, but I'm going to pipe up. Um, and that is that this this story about Satya or, you know, Tess or Elsa or, or Elsa, ultimately Elsa, this story has touched me in a way to to kind of show me and and walk me down the path of that disconnection I have with my daughter and the, the connection I want to have with her and the trying to see things from her perspective. And there's just so much. And I feel like there's not a person that I know that doesn't feel there's some disconnection with someone they wish that they weren't disconnected from in some way. If it's just, even if it's like, I wish I got along better with this person or that person or whatever, because you feel they're in your life, they're in your circle, they're in your heart. So why not? And so this is really, I think Mm. this closure has, has very much touched me and, and to see it, I feel like I get to see it from Elsa's perspective. And for up until that point, it was all us just trying to speculate. But after she got to speak with him and, and you know, they had the dream and, and just hearing through these psychics and through the dreams, uh, I got to hear from her. Yeah. And that um, her piece, it, it, you know, it's kind of like when somebody's really laughing hard and it's contagious. Yes. But that's how her piece feels to me. And, you Ooh. know, my lights just flickered. My lights just blinked like they went. <laughs> That never does that. that. Yeah, she winked at me. Thanks. I love that. You know, it's contagious. I feel it, and it gives me hope. Mm. Oh, I love that. I want to just throw in this, and then we're going to take your calls. Um, There was there's a there's a group of women that I that I have a dream circle with that, and one of them, um she dreamed she was she's been they've all been dreaming about Tess and one of the things that she got a while ago is that she's no longer Tess that is that's she doesn't I don't she said I don't know what the new name is it's something else she just kept saying it's something something else else. exactly something (laughs) else 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 oh my god that's it I don't know something else I'm not sure exactly exactly (laughs) Exactly. 
want it. Right. I know. I So that was kind of a like a cherry on top of the sprinkle on top of the whipped cream. So oh, it just makes me so happy. Okay. Um, and I want to say also, we've been talking about the full circle of, like you just said, bringing in our connection to the wild the wild feminine, the feminine that doesn't quite feel that there's a place for her here. And, and I've been relating that to my sister who I am back in touch with, but I've also, I also, it's not, it's not an easy relationship. It's, it's hard. It's hard to make room. And yet my goal is to just have some room in my heart, even if they're not taking up the centermost place, because there's a lot of that, like the chaos and the emotion and the wildness of it that doesn't necessarily resonate with me. It doesn't feel good, right. but I want there to be room in my heart, even if it's a, kind of the edge of my heart. <laughs> I just don't want to cut them out. I, want, I don't want to ever cut my sister off again. And that's one thing that I learned. I just have to grow my heart to be kind of like the message of the Grinch. It's like, just make your heart 10 sizes too big. And then there's room. Then there's room for everybody. And and the fact that that Tess's new name is Elsa and Elsa, in you know her song in in the in the, it was let it go. So like let's let go of what we think give us are a the parameters. Bar. Give a bar. Give us a little. <laughs> I cannot possibly do it. She's so good, but the but the let it go. That's the that's the message. That whole wanting them to be a certain way. That's what I know I need to let go of. So I, you know, she's the queen and she created all that ice and people say that's, that's a cold place to be, but it was so beautiful. Yeah. And we just don't, sometimes we need to look at things from a different angle. I'm trying every day. Try. I, I know. God. I thank Elsa for helping me with that. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Okay. Denise, you're up. <laughs> she's been so Hello? patient with me. Oh my God. Denise. Thank you for Hi. listening. What's on your heart today? Oh okay. Um, she go. There she is. Okay. I had a. Yeah. Can you hear me? Let me. Let me. Get oh it yeah. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, I lost my chain of thought. I'm so busy listening to you and Nancy about this young lady, and I'm I'm all caught up into it. Lord, I forgot why I called. Um, <laughs> gee. You I'm might like, just need to be into Who it with us. <laughs> Do you need me to put you on hold and come I back? Know. Yeah, I, I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been listening to every episode since um since um she since Kelly started it. But um I don't know. I'm not. Um I, I felt like she wasn't living anymore for some reason in my energy. Even before the psychic said it, I did feel that for some reason. Just listening to it, I didn't feel like she was still living. I don't know why. Just my energy picking up, and then when the psychic said it, I kind of was, you know, we can't respond back when you're talking, but I kind of concurred <laughs> with him last week when he was saying that. Um, mm. Anyway. Um, okay. I had a dream. So, um, oh, uh, well, duh. The show's about dreams. Okay, I had a dream. I um, It appeared that my brother let the cat out the bag, and they were going to supposedly have my family or family members have a surprise party. I'm not going to say birthday. I don't recall. Anyway, I have two, I do have two twin female cousins. Um, and in the dream, I was telling them they were with me at the house 
when I was getting dressed and I was telling them, you know, we, you know, we got to hurry. I, I'm, I'm sure they're waiting for me because, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the part, you know, I'm the, I'm the, mm-hmm. you know, the party person. Anyway, so I'm trying to get dressed and I get dressed and I have on a pair of white pants. All of a sudden when we're going to leave, the white pants get a hole in them. Mm. And one of the twins, one of the twins say, you know, you know, cause I can, um, I can, um, you know, sew that up. And I was like, oh, I don't know. They're waiting for me. And let me go through the closet and see if I can find another pair of white slacks or a white caprice or something like that. So I'm going through the closet. Anyway, I, the dream ended with her pretty much standing by like, okay, go through the closet, but you, I'll probably end up having a sew it anyway. You're not listening. And I'm thinking, okay, stand by. And the dream ended with me kind of going through the closet, trying to find white pants, but her pretty much standing there waiting to sew up the hole. Bottom mm. line. Mm. Okay. So do you have um, an assessment of what you think this is about before Nancy and I weigh in? Or are you puzzled? Um, um, I, I, I like the whole, believe it or not, because the, the needle and thread was standing by. I had somebody mm. to, quote, save the day. Mm. If, you know, if, if sewn up pants were saving the day, I had somebody to save the day. Then I even had the option before the dream ended to look for some more white pants. So I felt like either way, I felt like I was good, which is the way I always feel, uh, really, in these dreams. Yeah, mm. I felt like, yeah, and, and it's blood. It was. I do have two twin cousins, and they're young ladies. Mm. Now, the other one I don't remember being so vivid in the dream as far as her one, but one of the twins wanted to sew the pants. Um, okay. The closet, to me, denotes choices. Something okay. about going through the closet, whether the pants had a hole or not, the fact that clothes in your closet, when you look in your closet, it's your choice. It ain't nobody else's. Mm. You pick what Nancy, okay. you know, you pick Nancy's going to pick what she wants to wear. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Nancy loves dreams that involve closets and clothes. And <laughs> so, Nancy, I'll let you take the first stab at this dream. Okay. Wow. Okay. I love your dreams always, Denise. And it's good to hear from you. Um, okay. So, Likewise. I. It thought was it was just it started out with you know my brother let the cat out of the bag, and so it's it was interesting interesting to me that you were this star of this party, mm-hmm. but you knew about it already. So it mm. tells me if it were my dream that there's something that like you don't need outside people to tell you you don't need anything you already know that you have it like you have what you need, but what you want more of is the light. Um, looking for white, you know, looking for light, looking, you want more mm. light in your life. Um, and mm. if there's a hole, then you're going to find an alternative to the light. You're going to oh. find another way to get to the light. And, and I mean, I think it was very sweet that you, that there were solutions, just like you said, there was somebody there to help you with your light, but you still had that inkling to go looking for it for yourself, to do it for yourself. You do seem to be very independent. So for more my dream, it would just be about you, you know, kind of knowing that you have all that you need right there mm-hmm. at your fingertips. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I'm going to so do, do a... Go ahead, Denise. No, I said so do I. so I'll throw in my two cents and the feeling and I say ditto to what Nancy said um 
my feeling about this dream is it's very queenly, like it being the guest of honor. Um, there's this surprise, there's this whole thing. So to me, I, and this may be, I mean, every, every time we talk about somebody's dream, it's always a projection, but this clearly is to me, it feels like if I, if it were my dream, what I wish would have happened is there wouldn't have been a rush. Like if it's my party, if I'm the queen for the day, why am I all <laughs> like, oh, no, oh, oh right. yeah. it's like I, right. that, to me, the whole in the whole thing is that I don't necessarily feel whole, that I can't be more Zen like, like, oh, there's a hole in my pants. Let me take my time, mm-hmm. even though, of course, we want to honor people. We don't want to leave them waiting. Hello. That's a big issue of mine. But at the same time, that rush to to not be to to fix what's broken and to the the hole in the pants feels like it's the not enough and um and it's and it's like there's this constant repair attempt to fix it and to get there on time but i'm thinking just like a bride at a wedding like people will wait on the bride they will wait for the queen it's like she is the event so i feel like there's some it's like a gap between where I'm at and where I need to be. And um, mm. that's what I'm getting. How does that land on you, Denise? Mm. Mm. I kind of, I'm kind of feeling that too now. That's, um, you make a good point. You make an outstanding point because, and I don't, the dream never let me go to the so-called surprise party or party. So I never saw that the party was for me. But I guess you're saying that's irrelevant in the dream because the dream was understanding that there was a party. Is that right. what you know, there's I think it about because I, I officiate weddings sometimes. And to me, it's always such a bummer when the bride is a stress case because and she gets there, she's on time and her makeup's all perfect, but she's not present. She's just like, ah, ah, ah. and it's like, dude, this is your day. Like, Take your time to get your, like, to gather yourself and, and bring your full self. We'll wait 15 minutes. We'll wait a half an hour. It's like, please. And so to me, it feels like there's something bride, queen. It's like you're the guest of honor. Like, ah, find your time. That's, that's, that's what I'm, it's like, be holy. <laughs> you're holy. Um, <laughs> not full of holes, but remember that you're holy. Okay, and you don't find that the closet and having a second option, forget the hole in the pants, I, I, I have another option. You don't feel that? Oh, I love that that's the there, hole? but to me the part that feels symbolic of the the missing piece is the is the rush about it. That At least that's the piece that I'm, gotcha. that I'm grabbing a hold of. Mm-hmm. So if it, it's like if I was going to do this dream over, I would say, okay, there's a hole. Yeah, there's resources. Yay, we can sew it up. We'll take our time. But there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be the hurry up the stress it's like remember that you know mm. Mm. right where i'm supposed to be okay. that's what i'm so <laughs> i hope i hope some of that does something for you denise because you are the queen bee yeah. and i know you always do yeah. you're always so good on this show with getting your dream in bada bing bada boom and i never want to rush you and yet to me it's like it's part of the struggle of being human is honoring time and yet knowing you're divine you're holy you're beyond time, and on a parallel plane, we've got all the time in the world. But I appreciate you, but and you are the queen. How do you feel? 
how do you feel that Nancy's was so so different, but so but so different? I think that dreams are like diamonds, and there are so many aspects to the dream. I think that there can be, and one one facet of the diamond doesn't invalidate another. I think if we had time, we could talk about a thousand other aspects of this dream that are so different. And the goal is for it to percolate what feels most true for you and let you marinate in that and see what what percolates for you. All right. Okay. All right. Take that and sew up the hole or just Perfectly. know that you're holy. And I'll see you next week, Denise. Thank you so much for sharing your dream with us. We adore you. You are the queen. You're welcome. Okay. Leilani Love. Oh, my heavens. Okay. Hi. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. What's going on? What's on your heart today? Well, I, w- I came to a cafe straight away this morning and I saw your email to listen to last week's episode. And I did. And You know, I kind of sensed this in the beginning, too, because as a sensitive soul that's never felt like I truly fit in here just to disappear, it just something felt missing, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I I did suggest a medium, and, and I'm so glad that you talked to that man. And another piece is her grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. Oh, yeah. Let's and talk about that. Jews, uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I come from a, a lineage of Judaism and Jewish ah. people. They were called Hebrews long ago. And, you know, the Hebrew people, they've been looking for home for a long time, too. And um, that's kind of the fight over Israel-Palestine. And there are a lot of Jews in diaspora, which means they're away from their homeland living. And um, so that's a significant piece, too. And anytime there's lineage with Holocaust and that sort of trauma, trauma that ripples down generation to generation. Because basically, a lot of souls are incarnating now, too, to heal the ancestor lineage Karma. Karma just means action. It's just a balancing of energies. It's not punishment. So mm-hmm. I always felt like, too, I had this backpack of karma, uh, just stuff that I've been carrying around. And that's why I've, you know, been, you know, going to different healing modalities and studying them myself all these years. So that's a significant piece as well. And honestly, I'm sad to hear. And I don't know the details, but I can feel it was kind of brutal and gory what she went through. And that dream was very powerful. And I do feel like the father kind of knew all along, but the mother was resisting that, yes, she is on the other side. So, uh, and human grief is hard, you know, it's, um, I have a friend, she found her son dead last year from opi he was an opioid addict um Mm. he was in a car accident and the doctors prescribed opioids and he got addicted and and then i have another friend her daughter was killed in an auto accident and there's a great book called your soul's plan by robert schwartz Mm. and he uh in the book is with a hypnotherapist and they go into some kind of council of elder or spirit guide counseling, looking at the lives of like this one woman and since her husband died and I think shortly after her son died and there is a soul contract and a plan and you know things do happen in this realm because earth is a school does that make sense 
And we're here to learn, grow, and evolve. And I do believe there's both destiny and free will. And so I really hope that, you know, Sharon can continue to get support in her family because this is a lot. And, you know, it's awakened so much in me with regards to how humans treat each other and humans that disappear and friendships that just go bye-bye. In fact, you know, how I found you is I was having that dream for a long time with a couple that I met in college. And one day she just said on email, I can't be your friend anymore. And then, uh, you know, a week before I talked to the husband and he said, she's cheating on me. I can't, you can't tell her, but she thinks I like you, all that nonsense. I want you to know there's been some more powerful dreams with her where I've been standing up to her in the dream and saying, you know what, I, your husband's like a brother to me. I'm not attracted to him. There's nothing going on. What's going on with you? No. So, and then also, you know, stuff with my sister, stuff with your sister. And mm-hmm. really, I believe we come here to, wow, the clouds are so beautiful. We come <laughs> here to return to love, to to get hurt, to be the victim, to maybe be the whatever perpetrator. Um, it reminds me of a story of a Muslim man whose son was delivering pizza and on a delivery, they stabbed him to death and uh, his, own, his youngest son. And that father, the murderer confessed, that father met with that man and forgave him. Like, talk yes, about I think I know who you're talking about, Azim Kamisa. Yeah. I don't remember I'm, the name, but you know, yeah, it's these so beautiful. Stories I'm, are happening, mm-hmm. and here's the thing: our soul's eternal. We're never born. We're never die. We never die. The body, temple dies. The soul is eternal, and it. And I believe what I do in my life. What's the lesson here? Spirit medicine, what are you showing me with this trail? You're cutting out. What are you showing me? You know, so mm. I just kind of wanted to share all that. And then if I hear what you had to say, and then I have a magical dream if we have time. Oh, my heavens. Well, I yes, of course. And um, I think I just want to, I just want to acknowledge that there are so many pieces here. And I, um, Judy Wilkins Smith, the constellation therapist, said in the session for that that there is a that there's somebody in the family, the one who acts out is often carrying the unresolved pain and trauma of the family. And instead of shunning them, we owe them a great debt of gratitude. I've said this before. I have to say it, mm-hmm. it because I have to remember that. The person isn't just acting out, even though, hello, they may be doing some of that as well. But to know that this person is carrying this, they're attempting to resolve something so that we don't have to. So, and she taught, and they, she got to the place of um, Tess's grandmother who was in the concentration camp that Tess was resonant mm. with. And so in some way, perhaps she, she moved through that karma. Perhaps she did what she came here to do. And there was suffering and there was struggle, but I think it's important to know that I mean, I, I don't want to deny any part of this journey, even the the part that is really sad and disappointing and and um, difficult to to understand. But I think you're right about the the karma and the school, and it's all part of it's all part of this. Um, and I want to also just bring in 
that there's something so powerful about our ability to get resolution on the the realm of spirit and dreams. Like most of this investigation has been energetic. We can, in like the people that you had your disconnect with, like there can be those answers, those that fulfillment if we psychically allow ourselves to. And I know that you relate a lot to to Tess. So I'm, I feel like it's really poignant to have you on towards the end of this show. And so I'd love to hear really quick your dream. We've got like two minutes. So let's hear it. I think I'll, let's, I'll share it next week. I think I just want to say thank you so much for everything you've done for this family, for Tess, for Satya, for her new name. Elsa. You know, how, Elsa, your big heart, your, this has been a learning curve for me, for the community, for the world. And I just really appreciate you, Kelly, and send you so much love. I'll share next week. Oh, I can't wait to hear your dream next week, Leilani Love. And thank you so much for all your insight, your intuition, and your relating to her. I think there's there's a lot of, of people who do relate to her, and I hope this shines light on the tests, the tests of the world, the ones who do feel like they don't fit in. There is a reason you're here. You There is definitely a reason, and maybe we can all just level up. And Nancy T, any last words you want to say before we before we fly and conclude this eighth episode of Searching for Satya? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Leilani for calling in and saying, just sharing all of that beautiful everything you said, every single thing you said. And I too appreciate you, Kelly, because a lot of people would be on their hike and some <laughs> lady would say, Hey, I got a dream. And you'd be like, la, 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 no hablo English, you know, and I'm just moving right along, but you didn't, you stopped in your tracks and that's not always easy to get you to do, you know, you stopped in your tracks and you gave her your full attention, your full heart. And so Aww. Unity is lucky to have you, and so is so are all of the listeners and all the dreamers. Oh, my God. Well, I thank you for that. I feel so blessed and so grateful. And again, thank you for Unity Online Radio for allowing me to, to explore this wild terrain. And I had no idea how this would wrap up. I had no idea, but my hunch was that there would be something in it for all of us. When lightning strikes like that, we, we have to listen. So thank you all for listening. And thank you, Tess, wherever you are. Please bless us in, in, in our dreams. Come to us and teach us things. And we're open. We're listening. So thank you, everyone. We'll be back with another episode of Ask Dr. Dream next week. It's going to be wonderful. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you, right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.